Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Epperhart, and this podcast is meant to empower you with practical ways to make a kingdom impact, and I'll teach you how to make sense, and we call it making sense of making money for making a difference all in about 15 minutes. And so you'll learn how to combine faith and finances for a balanced and fruitful life. And if you'd like to use notes, you can go to wealthbuilders.org front slash shop. That's wealthbuilders.org front slash shop to get your free download for this particular episode. Today, I want to talk about some of the things that I've been talking in addressing the current economic conditions and the current market conditions that we're in. And really, I've actually said this in some of the podcasts already, that I think that currently we're in what's called an everything bubble. That means all of the assets, as you know, as you're listening to this today, lumber has gone up uh, three to four hundred percent. And right now it has not come back down at the time I'm recording this. I believe and actually hope at some point it will come back down to more normal prices. But the truth is, we are living in an inflationary time. And I even think real estate, for example, is overvalued. Uh, And I'll talk about some of the specific strategies in this podcast. But here's what I want to talk about. If we actually do move, remember, the stock market is more like a thermometer in the sense that it's not actually the economy itself, but it gives us the, the the condition of the stock market gives us an idea like a thermometer would in your body. The thermometer is not your body, right? But if you have a fever, the thermometer will register that you have a fever. And the stock market is the same way. The stock market is not the economy, but if the stock market itself is not doing well, then there's usually and are factors in the economy that are making it, for example, go down in that 10 to 20% range, what we call recessionary range. And so today I'm going to talk about what to do, some of the steps you can take if the bubble does burst. We talk about the everything bubble and what are some strategies you can take. Now, when the stock market goes down, it's actually called when it gets into the, you know, what we call a a 10% would be a correction, 20%, you actually get into what's called a bear market. So what happens when you get, when we get into a bear market, what are some of the approaches that you can take? that will protect you during a bear market if you see a bear market coming. Well, uh, number one, I just want to say that for some of you that have more of a long-term investing horizon, and let's say you're younger uh, in age and you're listening to this, one of the right mindsets to have and one of the best practices is just to do what's, what's called dollar cost averaging. Now, dollar cost averaging can have a couple approaches. One approach may be If you're younger and you're listening to this podcast, you just continue to put $100, for example, in the stock market per month, and you buy something like an index fund, which would be something like SPY, an ETF, 
or an index mutual fund that represents the S&P 500 or even the Dow Jones, whatever, you know, or the NASDAQ. My favorite is the S&P 500, but you can just dollar cost average. That means if the market goes way down, then you're buying stock that's cheaper just because you're doing it every month. Your purchases are not determined on whether the market is up or down. So your dollar cost averaging into the market, whether it's up or whether it's down. And then when the cycle does turn, for example, if it's down and the cycle does turn back up, then of course your all of that that you bought doing dollar cost averaging goes up and of course you make money. You know, Warren Buffett doesn't specifically dollar cost average, but what he does do is he does hold through the different cycles of the stock market and he usually buys when the market is down, you know, what he calls value investing or when specific stocks are down. Another way that dollar cost averaging can happen is not just only putting, let's say, $100 a month in over a period of, say, 10 years, for example, but also dollar cost averaging means, let's say you have a pot of money, and let's say you have $10,000. If you have $10,000, then what you could do is you could stretch that out even over 10 months, for example, and put $1,000 a month into the market, whether it's up or down. So one of the approaches, if you have and it's a big if, capital I, capital F. If you have a longer time horizon and you're a young person listening, then dollar cost averaging is a good approach to take. Another approach is uh, what I call income investing. And this is where you're actually looking for any kind of asset that actually pays you income. So an example of that would be what we call more of the high-yield dividend stocks. And the good news about dividend-paying stocks is that means a company, a company, first of all, has to declare the dividend. But the way it works, just to keep it simple, is that it, it's based on the number of shares that you own in a company, and they declare a dividend. So a dividend may be like they declare a dividend, for example, of 3% for the year. And so you will make, you'll actually get paid. It's just like them paying you. You'll get paid 3% on the number of shares that you own or uh, some companies pay higher. There's some dividend-paying stocks that declare much higher dividends than, than the 3% example. Now, real estate is also another income-type yielding and paying asset. Real estate does that. You can also, uh, during a bear market, when we're talking about in income investing, you can buy things. And one of Warren Buffett's favorites, of course, is buying utilities because everybody Remember that the stock market is not the economy. So, for example, everybody needs electricity, right? Whether, whether the economy is up or down, people use electricity. And so utilities, uh, and you know that would include all of your utilities, but utilities specifically are primarily electric companies, and they typically will pay dividends, but they also return they go up at a, at, a, at a very steady rate. The amount is typically small, but it's very steady. Also, consumer staple stocks, like, you know, during COVID, everybody was buying uh, toilet paper, right? So people that make consumer staples of things that people are going to use, whether the economy's up or down, those are all an approach to income investing. And then a subject that's a little bit taboo when it comes to the stock market, these are a little more aggressive plays, is basically short-selling stock. And uh, so let's say 
you have a stock that's trading at, uh, say, $10 a share, and you think the stock is going to go down, what you actually do when you short sell, you're actually borrowing stocks uh, from, for example, from other owners or traders. And then, when the, for example, if it's at $10 and it goes down to $9, you usually have to pay some kind of fee. Let's say it's $0.05, cents, and you're able to buy that, that stock at $9. Uh, you shorted it at $10, you're able to buy it at 9 you pay the shares back uh, to the person, so you're not paying the money back, you pay the shares back to the, those you bought it from. That all happens inside any kind of trading platform that, uh, that you might use. Well, then you end up making 95% or 95 cents, not 95%, but 95 cents on that stock. Short selling is not really... Uh, in favor all the time in Wall Street because it has it obviously if you have a lot of short sellers it'll make the market actually go down quicker so and by the way as I'm recording this there's a lot of short sellers right now that are shorting the market there's a lot of them that are shorting specific stocks now for most of you listening to the podcast you know 99% of you I wouldn't encourage you to uh, do any kind of short selling I'm going to give you another strategy uh, here in a minute but anyway, that's just an approach that some people take as a bear market is coming and even as it occurs. And then the next one is what I call the safe haven investments. And the safe haven investments, the quickest and fastest one to talk about is, for example, gold. And so in the sense of gold, really, it's any kind of precious metal, primarily gold, silver, or platinum. That, um, and there are others, but right now as I'm recording this, so you can buy gold. And when I talk about buying gold, I'm talking about buying gold. I'm not talking about buying some type of exchange-traded fund or some type of mutual fund that is a gold or precious metal fund, even though those typically do well in a bear market. I'm talking about now specifically buying the hard asset. You actually buy gold and put it in a safe uh, or silver, for example. And so uh, those are what we call safe haven assets that actually help you during these, you know, down markets or if we actually go into a bear market. And then uh, as we talk about that, another approach besides just the short selling that we talked about is what I call inverse ETFs. And when we talk about the inverse ETFs, those are, remember, an ETF means exchange traded fund. It's my favorite way to actually, ETFs are my favorite way to actually invest uh, in the stock market. And basically, an inverse ETF basically says if the market goes down, because it is internally shorting the market, if the market goes down, then your investment, what you have, will go up because it's an inverse ETF. And then just to kind of put a caveat on it, once again, I don't encourage 99% of the people listening to do this, but there's also what's called leveraged inverse ETFs. And what it means is a regular inverse ETF is that if the market goes down, for example, if the market goes down, if it goes down a dollar, then if you have an inverse ETF, then what will happen is the, the, your investment goes up a dollar. But if you have a leveraged ETF that's two times or three times, if the market goes down a dollar, then your ETF goes up $2 or $3. Now, the danger of any kind of leveraged ETF is that it can go up or down at, in extreme measures compared to the movement of the market. 
So when it comes to inverse ETFs, you really need to know what to do. So let me say this, bear markets are scary times for just about any investor. It doesn't matter. And so what, what we need to know, the promises of God, is if God be for us, who can be against us? But we also need to practice what James chapter 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. So as you pray and as you seek the Lord during these uh, right now, what would be uncertain economic times, then I believe that God will give you wisdom. Now, one last thing that I want to say, and then remember in the next podcast, I'm going to give you some other thoughts on how you think through where the current markets are give you some other strategies as well now and so i just want to say this as you pray what you know one of the things that you continue to do is apply yourself to wisdom and understanding when it comes to knowing how to invest and what to do in the market itself and uh, so remember the stock market is just a thermometer it's not the economy it's not the body the thermometer is separate from the body but it does give us a good indication So listen, I just want to encourage you, if you'd like to get the notes of this and the list that I gave you, you can go to wealthbuilders.org front slash shop. And then also remember, you uh, you can go to and can subscribe, like, and follow the Wealth Builders podcast. And, you know, as you probably already know this, we're on all of the podcast platforms. And if you want to learn more and learn more about investing, remember to go to wealthbuilders.org. And believe me, there is a ton of free blogs, all kind of event updates. And then if you have a question, if you and I know many of you do because we get them all the time. If you have questions on the podcast that we're doing, like where's the market going, Billy, what do you think? Or explaining some things in greater detail, go to info at wealthbuilders.org and I'll do my best to answer them right here on the podcast. And so uh, if you want to learn more, then uh, the last little plug I have here is you can go to wbuniversity.online. And uh, always remember, that's our subscription platform that we have where we give a lot of lineup online teaching. That's WB, stands for Wealth Builders, wbuniversity.online. So this is Billy Epperhart. I'll see you right back here uh, next week. Bye-bye. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.